Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. My name is Miles Dawson, I am your host today, and we've had a month off from Tech Talk, but uh, just to take a little bit of time off in the lovely autumn weather, but we're back now with a bit more insight into the world of technology. Um, today we're going to be looking at the world of consumer tech, uh, particularly at smart homes and smart technology. That's right, we're looking at everything from connected lights and door locks all the way through to smart TVs and digital assistants. That's the goal of today. So for this discussion, I'm very happy to be joined by two analysts. Uh, first of all, we have Mark Yates. Hello, Mark. Yep. How are you doing? Hi, and uh, Jan Prenisil. Hello, Jan. Hi, hi. How are you doing? Hi. Um, I wonder if you could um, give our listeners a little bit of an overview about what you do at IDC. Mark, why don't you go first? Uh, sure, thanks. Um, I do customer experience, and I'm one of the co-leads of the practice for Europe. So we're interested in all things customer experience, and really specifically how technology really supports the enhancement of customer experience. Excellent. And Jan? Hi, my name is Jan Prenosil. I'm with IDC for almost five years, and I cover the tablet tracker, the 10 clients tracker, and the smart home tracker for Europe. Excellent. Well, thank you both so much for attending today. Um, I wanted to start off by uh, getting a bit of a view on IDC's kind of definition of what smart home actually is. So why don't you take me through a little bit about what we think of it, uh, what it actually is and what it means in practice. Okay, so um, IDC defines smart home as a network endpoints designed for home use. Um, and this simply put means um, those devices communicate via network with each other. And uh, they are here to make your life easier or more comfortable. You can have a light sensor on window which will pull down the blinds and turn the line on when it gets dark outside. You can tell your wash machine to start the program when you are on your way home. Check your dog by connected cam using your smartphone or tablet. Um, you can check or change temperature remotely, uh, or you can even let someone get in your apartment by the remote lock when you are not there. Of course, if you wish to do so. And this all can be uh, also controlled by your voice uh, or by the smart assistant of the, or the smart speaker. And the smart home device market is growing rapidly here in Europe. And in 2024, uh, the smart home market is expected to reach more than 200 million units compared to 100 million devices this year. Fantastic. Thank you, Jan. And so tell us a little bit more about those smart assistants you mentioned. Um, I know in a recent research study, you mentioned that they're the uh, gateway to the smart home. Why would you say something like, along those lines? Oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Um, there's over 20 million smart speakers with assistants such as uh, Alexa, uh, Google or Siri were sold in 2019. And IDC believes that the household penetration rates will exceed more than 75% by the end of 2025. And there are also cases with two or more devices per one household. And uh, because the top selling smart speakers are compatible with other smart devices, once customers get used to speakers, uh, they can easily extend uh, their range of use cases. You know, it can be used to control everything without uh, a necessity of a tablet or phone. 
I think the ease of use, uh, along with the fun factor, helps explain uh, the increasing popularity of smart speakers with their assistant. And you can find some smart assistant even in the smart TV. And um, the number of devices supporting this feature is rapidly growing. That's that's why I believe um, the ease of use is the key of uh, the popularity of smart speakers. Definitely. I mean, I, I've got one myself, and uh, I mean, I'm, I use it to uh, I use it to control my TV, and I use it to order things um, from online uh, retailers as well as playing music. So I find it, you know, extremely useful. Um, mm -hmm. Gives a good customer experience. And um, I suppose that's actually leads me very well to my next question: is that these 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 smart technologies that you have in your homes, um, very important for giving a giving a, a, a very integrated customer experience. Um, Mark, do you find that when you when, you know do you think when I'm speaking to something like a microwave or a washing machine, it, it's going to change how the, my interaction with that supplier? Uh, yeah, I think it, it it will. I mean, it's on the one hand, it doesn't seem like a very big thing, you know, to say to your oven, preheat the oven to two hundred degrees, or you know, turn the TV on to to BBC News or something like that. It doesn't seem like a very big thing, but when you add up how frequently or how often you can do that, uh, it really starts to make a difference, and it really starts to change the way we interact with our appliances. Uh, and I think this is something that a lot of the white good manufacturers, so Jan mentioned smart TVs, and they're sort of ahead of the game. They recognize that people interact with their TVs all the time, usually using a remote control. Um, so they're kind of ahead, but the smart, the white appliance, the, the white goods manufacturers, like those who make ovens and refrigerators, have really sort of upped their game. They can include menu options. They can scan your refrigerator and say, here's something that might be of interest for dinner tonight. Uh, they can do other things like this. They can order food, like you mentioned, on the, on the phone. So, I mean, it's really, it's really an opportunity for them to uh, create a greater and more uh, involved user experience with the appliance uh, that goes way beyond simply turning on the oven or, or, or stocking the refrigerator. So, um, that's really interesting. So, for, for makers of these appliances, um, when speak, people are speaking to their devices, that can help them out with understanding function priorities, um, as well as um, how users interact with their device and really the, the entire experience. So, um, what about retailers or providers of services? Uh, what do you think about that? So, yeah, exactly. I think that this will change the way um, retailers, uh, especially fast-moving consumer good makers, uh, think about how they can out reach out to people. I mean, they're still going to need, you know, classic sort of advertising and outreach and loyalty cards and that sort of thing and, and online shops. But now you've got this additional channel which which you can communicate with people. So if, if you like spill coffee on your shirt or wine on a shirt, you say, okay, how do I clean that? You can ask the smart assistant, how do I clean wine out of my shirt? And whoever sort of owns that space will get the mind share. So there's a detergent maker in the U.S. that has done this. They've produced a whole bunch of short audio files uh, to tell you how to get stains out of clothes. And of course, that allows them to also say, use our detergent to do that. Um, and it, it's helpful at the same time. But by owning that space and by being on top of the list, uh, they're the ones who are going to get the increased mind share. Absolutely. And I know from, um, from using my smart speaker, um, I can add or remove things from the shop that I've got coming in the next few days that I've done online shopping with. So it, it doesn't feel like <laughs> it's a completely different experience than going to the shop and having a look at the shelves, right? It's, it's, it's almost not like shopping at all. No, that's a really interesting point. And I think you, you've really touched upon a potential area um, that I think 
I think these smart assistants, as they really become part of our everyday life, could fundamentally change what gets produced as well. So just exactly what you said, if we're ordering something um, by our smart assistant, order more peanut butter, it will default to the peanut butter we normally get. Um, if it's something like razors, like I tend to forget to order razors, say order some more razor blades, it will default to that brand. And if you think about subscription-based retail already, something like Dollar Shave Club for Men, which is basically saying, look, all the blades are the same, the housing is good, so we'll just send you new blades every month really cheap. Same thing can happen here. If you're not looking at the shelves, if you're not looking online, if you're not looking at all the different options for coffee or razors or peanut butter or bread, it will default to the most popular or to the one you've purchased frequently in the past. And that'll change what gets produced because it'll change the nature of demand. So this all sounds fascinating, but um, you know, when I got my smart speaker, I did think to myself a little bit that this, this is kind of sitting in my, in my living room. It's listening to what I say because it's always waiting for me to say the on, the on phrase right, to, to switch on and start and to get a response. Um, and I always worry about you know, hackers using it and being able to listen in. Well, what do you think about that, the security and the privacy angle? Oh, yeah, I, I think uh, this is a very, very important question. And uh, also, I think that uh, it is about the trust in uh, the concrete brand. And there is a recent Microsoft study uh, that says that 52% of smart speaker users do worry, as you do, about the security. But the numbers in this study also suggest that they are not too worried. But, however, uh, data security and privacy are still major issues. You know, those devices are permanently connected to the web, as you said, and therefore they can become a target of a possible hacker's attack, which has uh, already happened. I've heard about hacked TVs, light bulbs, or uh, even coffee machines. Uh, they, could be, they could be turned into zombies for a denial of a service or for overheating, like in the case of, of the coffee machine. This test was done by the Avas company, by the way, with the, with the coffee machine. Or, or it can, could be used uh, to order things you don't need or you do not want. So yeah, that, that it, security is a big issue. Absolutely. But as you say, um, the numbers suggest that smart home devices are only going to get smarter. And as the number of assistants that people use uh, are going to increasing massively. And so how can IT suppliers and uh, retailers tap this potential uh, from a secure perspective? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question and a really good point. I, I think it's important to remember that it's still early days. Um, uh, a good parallel might be uh, with with websites and social media. Uh, when search first came online, people still, it was a new thing and it, people didn't really know how to use it to their advantage. And now we've got this whole sub-industry of search engine optimization. And, and the same thing has happened in social media sites. Uh, and even five years ago, social media has been evolving so quickly. We went from you know, Facebook and YouTube to Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, so really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be some experimenting that's going to need to go on. Having said that, I do think that IT suppliers in particular need to be ready uh, to help their clients. I think they need to be able to have functionality uh, that can make it easy to plug into this opportunity. And a lot of the and a lot of the suppliers do have partners out there to help tap this new functionality. 
Uh, and I think it's also important that the IT suppliers add this to their portfolio, make it easy to understand and see the value that, that can be obtained. On the retail side, I think it's still going to be experimenting. The, the example of the detergent maker in the U.S. is a good place to, to start and think about it. Um, you know, the competition will be very fierce for this very, you know, unlike search where you can scan down and look at the top 10 results, uh, you know, with the voice, you're probably going to get one or two results. So it'll be a much more competitive market in that respect. Okay, I can just add that Amazon, Google, and a few other suppliers have been preparing these platforms. And even though people are still buying and seemingly showing, you know, fear, despite the stated worries, and security and privacy must be the top priority and clearly demonstrated, especially here in Europe. So thank you very much, guys. We've just got one last question for you, which is, uh, both to Mark and to Jan, what smart technology do you have in your homes? Mark, why don't you go first? <laughs> um, yeah, we don't have much. Mainly we've got our phones and we ask Google questions all the time uh, mm. through our phones, um, but we, we don't have a smart assistant, uh, although I do want to get one. Any, uh, any lights or um, you know, smart doorbells, that kind of thing? On the horizon. No, no, nothing like that, I'm afraid. Uh, we live in an old communist era panelac. It's a very nice flat. It's a very nice apartment, uh, but it's, it's probably not equipped for the smart lighting. Fair enough. How about you, Jan? Uh, yeah, I, I do have some. Not much, but do have some. I have uh, several bulbs, uh, the Xiaomi air purifier. So yeah, uh, I have some and I use them a lot. Yeah, I use my smart speaker a lot. Um, I've also got some smart, um, some smart light bulbs, but I haven't actually been using them very much recently. I find that the good old-fashioned on and off is actually a little bit more helpful. But uh, at the same time, it's it, you know it, my, my house isn't very big, so it's not like it. Uh, I need to you know say to uh, say to my smart assistant, please turn off the third bedroom or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I have a small apartment and two bulbs and one purifier. So yeah, no need to uh, to say turn off the light in the third room. I don't have any. <laughs> I, I kind of wish I had that third bedroom though. That'd be nice. It would be, though. You say Alexa, please dim the lights in the west wing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much uh, to Jan and to Mark. Thank you all very much for listening as well. I'm afraid that is all the time we have for today. But um, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have opinions or views, please get in touch. Uh, find us on LinkedIn. We're on SoundCloud, which you may be listening to at the moment, or on Twitter. We'd love to hear your take on uh, what you think of the smart home market. Uh, give us your view. And of course, please do subscribe to the podcast. Let us know if there's any topics you'd like to hear us cover. Um, you can find us on your favourite podcast app, but of course we're also on Spotify as well. So please do stop there. Thank you very much, and I wish you all very good health, and see you next time. Thank you.